This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. You guys ready for the word? Isn't the, God, the Lord good? So let's just open up and pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Thank you, Father, for the word that will be preached to your people today. And I declare that they will leave you differently from the way that they came. And in advance, I give you all the praise and all the glory, Father. In Jesus' name, and all those who agree, say, Praise the Lord. Well, the title of my message is, What is in a Scripture? Because so many of you have asked, last week we spoke about faith comes by. Okay, so some of you that are quiet, maybe you didn't get that. So let's just check that out again. Faith comes by. By the Word of God. Amen. And so hearing the Word of God, we are obviously referring to the Scriptures in the Bible, and we make those Scriptures our own. So the title of my message today is, which I think is in the right place, and Teacher Paul is going to be teaching on that also tonight, uh, uh, continue on the subject. But today I just wanted to give you this morning, what is in a Scripture? Why do I always have to have a Scripture? Why is it important for me, Pastor Johnny, to have a Scripture? And I'm going to give you seven things uh, that is important in my mind. There could be eight things. It could be a hundred things. But I'm just going to give you seven things which I usually consider the importance of having a scripture for whatever it is that you're believing the Lord for. Amen? So the first thing, what is in the scripture, the first thing why a scripture is important is this. See the promises of God. Whenever... We find a scripture because our faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's some scriptures that just seem to pop out more, uh, better, uh, brighter, uh, relates better to you than any other scripture. And it might be true for today. Tomorrow it's perhaps a different scripture. And depending where you're at in your walk with the Lord or the season of your life. And that's why it's so important that this, everything is in the scripture. Let me just put it out there. Everything is in a scripture because that's how faith can come. And God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So the first thing is you've got to see the promise of God. We've got to be able to see in the word of God that it is God's plan to bless us, that God wants to deliver us. God wants to heal us. God wants to set us free. God wants to call us, whatever it might be. I've got to see the promise in the word of God. Now, in the Bible, yeah, it talks about uh, the example of Abram, where the Lord then says, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. As the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is on the seashore. That's a lot. A lot of stars. A lot of sand. Amen. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. I just love this portion of scripture here because the Lord is saying, because the first thing is you've got to see the promise is that the Lord showed Abram through the stars in the sky, through the sand, wherever you walk at, in the day, he would see the sand and he would be reminded. He would see the promise as a type and a shadow of things that God has promised him. This is how many your descendants will be. Wow, there's a lot of sand. And at night, he would look at the stars Wow, there's a lot of stuff. That's how many descend. He could see the promise. 
It's important for us, for you, as you walk and you believe in God so desperately for things that we don't become too desperate and we forget about what the Word can do in our lives. Because faith comes not by desperation and desperation. Faith comes by? You got it. So here we've got to see the promise. Like Abram saw the promise, God gave him an example because in the days of Abram, he did not have a Bible. But you and I, family, we have the Bible. And as we read the Word of God, the Word comes alive unto us and we start seeing the promises that God is speaking specifically to our situation. So we've got to see the promise of God. Where do I see the promise of God? I see this in the Bible, the book, the instruction, the commandments, the decrees of God. The second thing that you have to do is that you gotta know the promise. So yes, you've gotta see the promise, all right? You gotta see the promise in the word of God and be reminded of it all the time, but you gotta know the promise. You gotta know that it is God's will that he's gonna do it for you. Look what the Bible says here. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. God says it. I believe it, that settles it. Say that with me, confess it, say, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Let's try that again. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Amen. So we can see for all the promises of God, all, 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 many, are yes and amen. Number three. You gotta believe the promise. So you gotta see it. What was the second one? You gotta know it. And number three, you gotta believe the promise. Now look what it says here. This is one of my favorite scriptures in Romans. It says, that is what the scriptures mean when God told them. I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed, believed, in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. For at one stage, this was my healing scripture. Because if there's something dead in my body, God can call those things that be not as though they were. He can call the dead to life again. Come on, let me hear you this morning. Amen. So I've got to believe in the scripture. I've got to find that scripture where I can believe it. I can hang my hat on it. I can hang my faith on it. I can believe that God will do this for me. Because faith comes by. Amen. Number four. Speak the promise. Speak the promise. So what we do is many times we find a scripture, we look at it now and then, and we're reminded of it now and then, and when you're in a situation, you are unable to speak the promise. That's why we as the pastors and the leaders, when we ask you, what is the promise that you're standing on? We're actually saying to you, how can I stand in agreement with you? Come on, I'm waiting. I wanna speak the promise of God over your life. Come on, give it to me, baby. Um, that one in Jeremiah. That one that Pastor Fallout quotes all the time. No, 
you've got to speak the promise. You must believe, remember the previous one, number three was, you must believe the promise. When you believe, you become fully persuaded on the matter. So therefore you gotta speak the promise. When you're walking, coming in, going out, laying down, sleeping, waking up, whatever it might be by the wayside, wherever you go, you're speaking the promise. Whether you're sick or not, especially when you're not, when you believe in God, let's say from this morning, it's your calling to come into the ministry. You speak, I declare the name of Jesus. I'm coming into the ministry. God has called me because His calling is without repentance. And, I, and I'm going to do this. Look what it says here in Numbers. It says, say to them, everybody, whether it's my, for my healing, for my calling, for, for deliverance, for my family, for whatever it might be. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord. Hey, I want you to know the Lord said, as he lives, and he lives eternally. Amen. As I live, says the Lord. In other words, that is forever plus one day. Just as you have spoken in my hearing so I will do unto you. What are you saying in the hearing of the Lord? Speak the promise of God five times, 10 times, a hundred times. I mean, when the doctor gives you a prescription and he says to you, listen, you got a little bit of phlegm, a little bit of snot or whatever the case may be. I want you to take this medication here, all right? Uh, three pills a day for the next five weeks. And please make sure you do it because then that's how you will, you know, why don't we take in the prescription of the word? I want to prescribe to you Numbers 14, 28. And you must take this five times, 10 times, 100 times before eight o'clock. And I want you to confess it. And when you do that, healing will come because you will speak the promises that are yes and amen in the presence of the Lord. What are you saying to God? Well, I'm not feeling so well this morning. No, you can't say that. As you have spoken, well, then if you're not getting well, then why? I wonder why. So we got to declare the word of God. Yeah, but Pastor Johnny, that sounds like yeah, it's a little bit faking it. No, I'm following the prescription from the word of God. Numbers 14, 28 prescription that says, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so it's not there yet, so I will do to you, so that I can do it to you. What are you saying? What are you speaking? What promises are you declaring over your life? Yeah, but Pastor Johnny, this is difficult, you know. I just come, yeah, see, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What is in your heart? What is in your heart? And if it's not the right stuff, you need to read the word. Like the sand, like the stars. You've got to believe it so that God, isn't it amazing? God said to Abram, I credited this to you because you believe me. You have got no Bible. You've got no reference. You can just hear my voice. And because of that, I'm going to credit this to you as right standing. In other words, you are right with me. You are sharp with me. Wow. For God to say that. Amen. Just as you have spoken in my hearing. That's why family, when we ask you for a scripture, I wanna hear what, what you are saying to God. I wanna hear what you are saying to God. And I know that some of you are perhaps don't have the time or this or that, but hey, you gotta start making the time. Come on now. You wanna get better? Take the prescription of Numbers 14, 28. You gotta speak in the hearing of God. You gotta tell him what it is that you are believing according to the promises and then you gotta remind him.
Which brings me now to the next point. Remind God of the promises. Now that he's told you, you must speak it. So here we say, you can remind God of the promises. Amen. Look what it says here in this portion of scripture in Isaiah 43, 26. Put, put me in remembrance. This is the prophet of Isaiah prophesying the Lord speaking through him to the nation. So put me, God, put me, God, in remembrance. So remember me always in your situation, in your good times, your bad times, your ups, your downs, your celebrations, your praise, your worship. Always remember me in your successes. Don't let it just become a cliche. Praise God for all those blessings. And then tomorrow when the blessings goes and the foundations erodes, then it's like, oh, woe is me. Remember me, says the Lord. Let us contend together. Another translation says, let us argue the matter together. And so when I bring, let me just continue, state your case. So no one has the right to say, but God, you promised but God, why did you do this? But God, where were you when that happened? More than a year ago, I could have perhaps for 50% or 60% of the world's population could say, Pastor Johnny, you are justified to ask, why, where was God? You confess the scriptures day in and day night. I mean, there's some worship songs I still can't listen to them because I just, I wore them out. Where were you when my, I could have said to God, where were you, Lord, when my son died? Why? 36 years old, why? But I said, no, we're not gonna do that. I'm gonna put you in remembrance, Lord, because I know the things that you've done and I'm gonna contend with you and I'm gonna state my case. Now, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you keep my faith. Thank you, Father, make me strong. Thank you, Father, you help me to endure. Thank me, Father, so I can build up the rest of my family around me that is suffering, that is the, that is the, that's finding it difficult to adjust. Thank you, Lord, strengthen me. I remind you of your word. Your promises are yes and amen. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. You are with me until the end of the age. Put me in remembrance, says the Lord. State your case. So it's not accusational, Lord, but why? It's, Lord, you said in your word, you will never leave me. Therefore, I thank you that you're with me always. Amen? Number six, praise the worship team, come. Know the deliverance of the promise. Know the deliverance of the promise. You see, family, if you, you can have the scriptures, you can perhaps even believe them, but if you don't know that God will deliver you out of your situation. Where is your faith? Because faith comes by? Know the deliverance of the promise. Look what it says here in the Bible. And he said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees. So in other words, obey the Lord, obey his commands and decrees. If I do that, if I find the word, if I remind God of the word, if I believe the word, I follow his decrees in his word, I live according to that, then 
I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. I love that. He sets a condition. He says, you must know me. You must worship me. You must follow my commands and my decrees. And when you do that, and, and Egypt is a type and a shadow of the world, then no, none of the diseases of the world will come against you. Because I am the Lord, your God, that heals you. So did God fail me when my son died? No, he did not. He did not. His promises are yes and amen. Because I can have the opportunity to, to, to lead people to the Lord. I can have the opportunity to show them what a godly man should look like. And I'm trying. I'm not saying I've arrived. But I can try. I can try. I can try. But I can know that God is with me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. And He will heal me. He will heal you in Jesus' name. You see, because, number seven, God's got a track record, I promise. Amen. He's got a track record. And it's amazing when you look at this. The first thing is, is that God's got monuments all over the world. Churches, it's a monument to God. It's a place of worship to God. A place where the Israelites would have packed the stones once they came through the Jordan. God said to them, put these stones here, one for every tribe, so that whoever comes past here can see that the Lord has delivered the children of Israel through this river. God says to you, whatever your victories are, put it down as a stone, as a monument as a reminder so whoever comes past you can say look what God has done for them amen the Bible says this and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever forever God's got a great track record family he delivered the Israelites, brought them through, possessed a land that they, not, that they did not work for, lived in homes that they did not build, ate from the fields and from the trees that they did not plant. That is the track record of our God. God goes on then and He shows us signs and wonders. Every day the sun rises, the moon is up. We see nature and its beauty and the birds and, and, and everything. We can breathe oxygen. We see the signs of God. We see the wonders of God. We see the wonders of God manifest through your life. And every day when I see you, you are living memorials like Cornelius. His prayers came up as a memorial before God. I mean, for a man to pray that God says, hey, check that guy out. His prayers came up like a memorial so we see God is in uh, the, the track record of God is we can see the monuments, we can see the signs, we can see the wonders. We can see the days where there's festivals. We, we celebrate Passover. We celebrate the birth of Christ. For the Jewish people, they celebrate the agricultural feasts. Passover and, of, 
and, and of, of, of uh, Pentecost and, and of uh, booths and, and all these other things. They remember because they, they, this reminds them of the track record of the promise. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is with us. We see this even in Jesus. Occasions, special occasions. We see this in the life of Jesus. Do this in remembrance of me. Look what it says in Luke 22. Jesus serving the people. They saw the miracles. They, they know he is Messiah. And on the last evening with his disciples and he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As Christians, we know what Christ has done for us. But yet he says, take the bread, take the word, break it, speak about it, proclaim it, proclaim my death. What I have done that I have died for their sins. Your sins has been dealt with. You must receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Amen, family. So number seven here is, is that, is the, is the memories, the track record of God, the monuments. Even in him having the Last Supper, he says, do this in remembrance of me. In other words, remember what I did. Don't forget. Tell everybody. Speak it off the platform. Confess it in your lounge. Confess it in the bathroom. Confess it in the shower. Confess it in the car. Wherever you go, don't forget. Remember what I have done for you. That is why scripture is so important amen family scripture what is in a scripture everything is in a scripture because when I apply these seven steps I will see it I will believe it I will trust it I will I will remember it I will remember God's track record he will never fail you this is the time family where we need Stand up. This is the time where our faith needs to speak loud. This is the time when the rest of the world doesn't want to know anything about Jesus. We need more pastors. We need more churches to be planted. We need more people in the ministry. We need all of you that are volunteering, dream teaming with us. There will be a, today you might not choose to be involved, but there will come a time when you, when you will have to choose. You're either going to choose, I am for Jesus. Or you're going to say, I don't know him. Find the scripture in the Bible where God promises you the thing that you believe in. And he will do it for you. Amen. Do you receive the word this morning? Amen. So I want to hear you with scriptures. I want to hear you confess it. And you're walking in and coming out. And in the church, Pastor Johnny, let me just tell you my scripture. This is what God's going to do for me because he said, I must say it in his hearing so he can do it unto me. And I'm going to keep on saying it until it's done in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's not like we're waiting for it. It is done in Jesus' name. All right. Every head bowed, every eye closed as Paul comes. And he will do the altar call. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Johnny, for that wonderful word. Um, God bless
every one of you this morning as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we just heard a very powerful message about what is in a scripture. Let me tell you what else is in a scripture. Your eternal salvation is in a scripture. The assurance of knowing where you will spend eternity is in a scripture. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. That is in a scripture. That's how powerful the word is, that your eternal salvation can be in a scripture. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, let me ask you this. Do you know for sure that if you were to die tonight or today or that you would spend eternity in heaven, do you know for sure that that's where you would go? You should know. But if you don't, I'd love to pray with you tonight, uh, this morning. If you're sitting here this morning, you've never had the opportunity to give your life to Jesus. You've heard me tell you that God gave His Son for you so that you would not perish, but that you could have eternal life. If you've never had the opportunity to do that, then I want to pray with you this morning. And if you're sitting out there this morning and and you know that there was a time where you were close to God, where you could say to me, Paul, I know what my eternal destination is. I know I have an assurance of my salvation, but perhaps things have happened in your life and you've drifted away from that. That assurance is no longer what it used to be. I want you to know that God is standing up here this morning, His arms stretched open wide, and He is saying, come back. You can know. So if if that's you this morning, if you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time, if you want to come back into relationship with God, if you want to be sure of your salvation, at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand right now. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Let me say this to you, folks. Don't leave here this morning not knowing where you're going to spend eternity. You have no idea when your life could come to an end, and you want to be sure of that. So if there's anybody else, you can raise your hand right now, and I will include you in this prayer. And you can leave CFC this morning knowing, listen, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I am a child of God. That scripture about Jesus dying for me so that I can live forever, that scripture is mine today. If there's anyone else, you can raise your hand. I'm about to pray. So I'm going to ask that everybody please repeat this prayer with me this morning. Even if you've not raised your hand, I want us all to say this. And I want you to listen to the words that you're saying. It's a simple prayer, but it's so powerful. It's about to change your eternity. Let's say this. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I come before you this morning in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you sent your Son to die for me so that I could live forever with you in heaven. The punishment that I deserved, he took that in my place and set me free. And so this morning, I surrender my life to you. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sin. And as I sit here right now, 
I know that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.